the connections we make with people have a lasting effect. In fact, the most important people in our lives feel as if, through circumstances greater than our own, we're probably always intended to be there. On today's episode, I review a game about two heroes whose unshakable friendship binds them, even across a rift through dimensions. I'm your host, Christian Ng, and that's my cue. Welcome back to another week, cuties. It's going to be back vibing on a normal schedule. Last week, I was on a work uh, trip through St. Louis, and I'm just glad to be back home. Today, uh, I'm excited to talk about a game I've been looking forward to. Whoa, what the? this is in my vaping room. Where the hell am I, bro? Dude, you can't just come in and make a mess. I'm recording an episode. Where, where the hell did you even come well, from? Are we recording right now? Bro, you look kind of familiar. I look from. Oh, I get it. So we're doing Ratchet and Clank, sort of like an alternate version of me, right? Oh, uh, right on. Uh, in that case, everyone calls me, like, cool Christian. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it's a little presumptuous to think you're the cool one. Look, I tried doing side characters in, like, a cold open before, but I don't think it's just going to... Who are you calling a side character? Oh, Jesus. What did you say? There can't possibly be more. Hi, guys. They call me sad Christian. Oh man, it's it's pretty sad. Yeah, they also call me Wet Pants Christian too. Uh, okay, guys, look, this bit's going on a little too long. I gotta seriously record the episode. Well, we still record the podcast in this dimension. That's like totally lame, bro. Yeah, that's actually kind of sad. Did someone say sad? Time to wet my pants. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. Bye bye. I chill later, bro. If you think about it, we're probably gonna come back for the Loki episode anyways. Okay, so we lost a little bit of time there. Let's just dive into some things that I'm currently into. Right now, I am starting, you know, uh, uh, to watch Megalobox, which is a nice, cool sports anime if you're really into that. And I'm easily cruising and crushing through season one on Netflix. So if you're a big fan of Cowboy Bebop's, you know, tone and art style sort of blended with, you know, Samurai Champloo's hip hop focused soundtrack. And you also throw on top a lot of the Rocky films with that. I feel like this is the anime for you. For me, I feel like Megalobox is top-notch in terms of animation. And the premise feels pretty welcoming, even for people that aren't necessarily in the anime. But, you know, if you like a nice underdog story, check it out. Um, Wallows. Uh, they're a band that I discovered through TikTok. And I feel like TikTok has been keeping me in the loop with a lot of new artists. And I just discovered the Wallows. And they're really great. Uh, and I just found out also that their lead singer is Dylan Minnette. So he's the main actor from 13 Reasons Why, if that matters to you. I'm really digging their discography, y'all. And I'm a huge fan of that, you know, uh, indie pop rock sound. But uh, yeah, I, rec- I recommend that you check out the track Remember When. And I feel like that you should give it a, uh, a good listen to to see if it's sort of like the vibe for you, if it's something you're, if you're into. Um, I guess it's time for Bachelorette Talk. Let's talk about the Bachelorette. Okay, so we know that Blake is a big player in the house, y'all. Um, let's see. Let's go over my notes. We're making plenty of headway towards the last half of the season, and so much drama continue to unfold. Like I said, Blake is the new guy in the house, and he's 
not really the new guy because he was kind of a contestant on last season's cast. And it seems like Katie's really vibing with him. She said he's a good kisser. I don't know. I saw the footage. That's for you to decide. I don't think there's anything wrong with him per se. I just, you know, I just wish he gave, you know, like I wish that Katie actually gave, you know, the boys another chance because we all know that Andrew M, my guy, totally needed it. Also, I commend Michael A for opening up about his past with the, with the house. And I really enjoyed how Greg was super genuine and super sweet and showing tons of love and empathy for Michael's, you know, uh, past. I understand, you know, the last 30 seconds just sounded like the type of nonsense for those who don't watch the show. And I don't know, for me, it feels like listening to maybe what your kid would say to you if they're, you know, kind of retelling all the drama that happened in their school where you have no clue who they're even talking about. So I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but thank you for always humoring me. But let's dive into some Ratchet and Clank released on June 11, 2021, and developed by Insomniac Games, this is actually the 16th installment in the greater Ratchet and Clank franchise. And so the basic premise of this game is that um, our titular heroes must repair the damage that was caused by um, an interdimensional weapon that tears the fabric of reality apart. I'm trying to keep any spoilers away from y'all. But now separated, Ratchet and Clank, you know, uh, have to reunite and with the help of a new hero, Rivet, in order to save not only their own world, they also have to save every world across dimensions as they know it. But yeah, when it comes to a technical showcase of the PlayStation 5, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is all of that and so much more. Whether if it's the through the game's gorgeous rendering of its scenery or the, you know, immersion felt through the haptic feedback on the DualSense controller. Everything about this exclusive demonstrates the dynamic power of what it feels like to be playing, you know, um, on a next-generation console. On the other hand, while components, you know, like ray trace reflections, 60 frames per second performance modes, and near-non-existent loading times may be impressive, I feel like they're merely like icing to a cake that considers the player's experience every step of the way. Um, Ratchet and Clank is often famous as a series for its edgy humor and creative variety of uh, weaponry that blends the genres of action shooters and, you know, uh, traditional platformers. While the former can be seen by some fans, it feels a bit toned down compared to previous entries, and the latter is given so much more care in providing the player with, you know, uh, plenty of... Uh, Fantastic moment-to-moment gameplay in its combat, along with a solid story that introduces Rivet uh, in, into the canon as a welcome member of that. Uh, the guns provided, you know, uh, give a lot of variety to fit different situations, but combat is nuanced enough to demand players to switch between them and optimize, you know, how you um, maybe handle large swarms of enemies. Upgrades feel meaningful, and I enjoyed leveling them up to their maximum uh, capacity because they drastically change how they work, and it allows combat to feel fresh without, you know, uh, plenty of uh, expert experimentation going out the window. You're basically having to try out new guns, trying out different strategies and methods, and I really enjoyed that it catered to my own playstyle, and I'm sure everyone has their own favorite gun that they uh, definitely reside to. Traversing the variety worlds, y'all, this was especially uh, the most fun about the game, as the game's hidden collectibles provide you know plenty of uh, hidden weapons, maybe stat buffs, and other benefits that are great incentives to explore every corner when you enter in, uh, into a new planet. Uh, 
Pulling either Ratchet or Rivet through dimensional rifts through the combat zone also allows great maneuvering options to, you know, get through heavy pressured areas uh, during combat. And it rarely ever loses its quote-unquote cool factor in doing so. But on the other hand, uh, some minor annoyances for me uh, were through the occasional death caused by, I don't know, maybe like riding a speeding snail into a toxic waste, uh, you know, pool. Uh, and that can kill the momentum for me sometimes, but the gameplay is never truly jeopardized or bogged down by it. Plot-wise, though, the game is often, you know, compared to playing a game with the same look and feel as, say, a Pixar or DreamWorks production. But as the story progresses, the tone often feels reminiscent of these comparisons, yet it doesn't also feel burdened by having to necessarily fit that mold and is rather more intended in keeping its focus on the relationships between its main characters. And I feel like that often leads to very sweet and tender moments between them. Animation-wise, y'all, this is the best-looking game I've ever seen so far. Ratchet & Clank is so seamless between transitioning between actual gameplay and cutscenes due to its absent loading times, and that rarely breaks the immersion through the experience. Rivet's also just as compelling, uh, and her story, without spoiling too much, shows a tragic, you know, um, history behind her that feels pretty engrossing. However, I think the biggest component that I think a lot of people can agree with me on is that its short runtime may not have been so much of an issue in previous console generations, but to complete the game on average at about 15 hours, I don't think that it's worth a full price game at $70, which is kind of where current gen you know, uh, games are priced at at the moment. And I feel like that's sort of the biggest detriment for it. This isn't necessarily so much of an issue that is solely you know, relegated to Ratchet & Clank, but rather at the gaming industry as a whole, and you know, it's an issue that we'll have to see um, addressed over time. But you know, Ratchet and Clank is everything Sony has promised that the potential of the PlayStation uh, 5 is going to be. And at its core, while it's an incredibly uh, fun action platformer, it's also an emotionally rich story that also doesn't need much prior knowledge from, uh, you know, the, pro uh, the previous entries for new players to jump into the franchise. While it might not necessarily justify its steep price point, depending on which side of the coin you're on, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is still a title that is a must-have for next-generation console owners, and I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Once again, you can find this only on PlayStation 5, so if you have a PlayStation 4, unfortunately, I know PlayStation 5s are currently hard to come by due to scalpers, you know, chip shortages, and a bunch of other unfair circumstances, but if you do happen to get yourself a, a PlayStation 5 in the future, definitely check this title out. And so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into some of my recommendations as well as some, you know, reviews from people like y'all. All right, uh, don't touch that dial. See you in a bit. And welcome back to this dimension. Let's dive into some recommendations I have for y'all. Uh, if you're really into Ratchet, uh, Ratchet & Clank as a franchise, or maybe you're a big fan of Rift Apart, and you want something to play that you haven't checked out yet, I definitely think that I have uh, two games that are possibly going to scratch that itch for you. Uh, first and foremost, I have to recommend Super Mario Odyssey. It's definitely more of a platformer than an action game, but I feel like its level design is so clever. And uh, like Ratchet & Clank, it puts the player's experience and enjoyment of the product at the forefront. So you're definitely getting bang for your buck. Uh, it's also not a long game, so you can crush that 
just as easily, but I feel like a lot of the post game offers plenty more to do. Uh, and also adds plenty of challenge, uh, challenging levels for you as well. Uh, next on my list is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. On the other end of the spectrum, Breath of the Wild is definitely more action game with platforming elements, and that definitely comes through through its puzzles. And similar to Super Mario Odyssey, I feel like both games really reward the player for their ingenuity and puzzle-solving abilities without, you know, like an actual clear-cut answer. Breath of the Wild's world is so gorgeous to look at, and the basic premise of uh, exploration, if you're really into that, is front and center. Uh, And... It offers so many hours uh, for you as a player that you just, you know, find plenty of opportunities to come back to it over and over again. At least that happened with me. Uh, so check that out if you're a Switch owner. Um, the Switch uh, OLED just got announced. So if you never owned a Switch, maybe get that and take it with you on the go. I feel like it's going to be uh, must-haves for you if you're really into games that uh, stretch out the dollar amount. Let's dive also... Uh, into some listener reviews right now. Didn't get into, uh, you know, too many Ratchet and Clank listener reviews uh, from the audience because I'm predicting that a lot of people don't have a PlayStation Five at the moment, or maybe not play. You know, maybe they don't play video games. I also, uh, you know, can admit to that that um, the audience varies far and wide, and I appreciate y'all for hanging around. But I did pull some listener reviews from, uh, actually not listener reviews, I did pull some mini reviews from Twitter and Metacritic. If you're not familiar with Metacritic, it's sort of like Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, It aggregates all the professional reviews, but also I'm going to be reading more specifically just the uh, user reviews to kind of help paint a picture. So let's dive into it. So for on the Twitter end of things, we have at JordyD127 who says, the game was dope. I genuinely, I genuinely loved it all the way through. Loved the new characters and gameplay, but the story was basic as hell. Really hoping for a new game starring Rivet. Solid Ratchet and Clank game, but definitely not my favorite. 8 out of 10. Um, yeah, I think this game might rank differently if you're a longtime fan uh, in terms of its plot. But I agree that the new characters are great. And I would love to see a game that stars Rivet and, you know, uh, maybe have a spinoff series for her. Uh, and you know, I, I think the PlayStation five is so new still that, uh, there's a wide range of possibilities that insomniac games can take these characters and really run with them. But that was Jordy. Let's see what, uh, Katzel from Metacritic has to say. Katzel wrote, I'm giving seven out of 10 for one reason only. The game is short for its price tag. I believe that a game that costs as much as Rift Apart should at least be 30 hours long. Now, Catsoul, I don't think the game needs to necessarily be longer to justify a higher price point. I think that game shouldn't be encroaching past $50 in general, but that's my opinion. You know, what do I know? But, you know, the uh, the industry itself has made it this far, so I only hope, you know, we don't start making excuses for games to, you know, cost past, you know, $100. Uh, if anything, I would hope that Insomniac releases DLC, and, you know, helps expand the content to, you know, uh, allow players to keep coming back to it and to justify its replay value. Because uh, they did that with Spider-Man PS4, so why not with Ratchet and & Clank? And moving on, we have Scott Lockwood on Twitter who says, uh, Spoiler-free review of Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Story, great. Characters, great. Gameplay, clean. Graphics, clean. Controls, clean. Weapons, clean. 
Overall, this is by far the best PS5 game I've ever played. Gave it a little bit of spice to it. But there isn't a ton of PS5 games to choose from, Scott. At least not at the moment, but by that metric, yes, I, I think it's the best PS5 game currently on the market. It's so fresh and so clean, clean. But yeah, so that's all the <laughs> reviews I was able to pull. Everyone's basically saying the same thing, so I really kind of had to find a bunch of uh, mini reviews that sort of reiterated a lot of the same points or maybe kind of differed a little bit, you know. Great, clean. Anyways, uh, if people want to share uh, their thoughts on the show or maybe, you know, uh, you want to comment on what you thought about Ratchet & Clank but you weren't able to in time for this episode, feel free to let me know whatever you want to know um, or whatever you want me to know on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. Uh, and people can send in suggestions on what I should review next. Uh, definitely that happened with Tresse and Luigi's Mansion 3. So feel free to also rate and review the episode on iTunes. Seriously, y'all, uh, this helps boost attention for the show. So if you can, that would be so great. And I can't thank you enough. Maybe I'll read some of the uh, listener reviews on from, you know, Apple uh, Podcasts. So maybe that might be a little mini segment that we can do. Uh, and also share it with a friend. It's free. So anything helps. And as always, y'all, your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, I also want to thank J1K for the use of their music Captured Soul from the School Days Beat Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Next week's episode, we're going to be diving into Marvel's Black Widow. And I want to leave you off with a quote. So it's going to be kind of a two-parter. So I'm going to rely on uh, Cool Christian to come back. Hell yeah, bro. Were we meant to team up together too? Hmm. They do seem happy together. Yeah. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ang, and... That's my cue.